Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's that time of year as college basketball takes center stage with the tournament finally upon us. If you're looking to wager this year, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your updated odds and info. Along with great contests, including the bracket contests, where you have a chance to take home the top prize. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get started. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hello, fantasy focused and TCK community. I'm your host, Bobby Marco. Today, we're riding solo on the AFC latest news and notes that are impacting our fantasy lineups. You know, people get all excited first week of fantasy, losing their minds, and then the second week comes, we just little things start happening. You know, a little MBS signing. You know, hey, what's the big deal? Tyree Kill gets traded. What are the impacts to our fantasy team? Obviously, today is our quick reaction. My quick reaction on this stuff and making sure that we're staying on top. As I know a lot of people in Dynasty wondering what they should do with these players on the move. Uh, and other aspects of this, too, is to give us a head start to kind of reset our minds. Give us give us stuff to review and look at next over the next few months, right? So at, these episodes are really good for us, really good for you. We bring these things to the forefront, even smaller things, backup running backs, quarterbacks, etc., and kind of break down everything from start to finish, how it impacts the team they're going to, and also the teams they are leaving. All right, before we dive into all this, make sure you guys are following us across the board today. This, of course, is the Fantasy-Focused YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe, review, leave a comment, throw up a like. We appreciate it all. On the podcast side, if you need just the audio, we have the Candlestick Kids on the audio side, wherever you get your podcast. so make sure you're checking us out on there. Make sure you subscribe to us over there as well. Myself, Bobby Lamarco. You can find me on Twitter at Bobby Lamarco, on Instagram at Fantasy Football X Factor, and on on TikTok. By the way, been doing a lot of updated short videos on TikToks. So go check those out as well at Fantasy Football X Factor, and make sure you're following at Fantasy Focus at Fantasy Focus on Twitter and Instagram, and also Sky Gawasco at Sky Gawasco on Twitter and. Uh, TCK pod underscore fantasy football on Instagram. All right, folks, those are all our handles. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review, all that stuff. Let's talk breaking news. Obviously, that's really why we're supposed to be here. Breaking news every day. Today, the signing of Marquez Valdez Scantling with the Chiefs. I mean, this guy just keeps falling into great quarterbacks. I mean, imagine starting off your career with Aaron Rodgers and then leaving Rodgers after uh, Devontae Adams leaves and sign with the Chiefs. Now let's talk with the Chiefs. I love the signing in the sense it keeps their vertical speed. Now, the Miko Harmon's still on board. You know, with the Chiefs, they've lost not only just Tyree Kill, but Byron Pringle and Demarcus Robinson. We've, we talked about Pringle. We'll talk about Robinson a little bit, about where they've gone. But now you have a three-receiver set, potentially, of Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Juju in the slot, and Miko Harmon playing that kind of hybrid role all over the formation. A lot of throws behind the screen, short throws. 
The reason why I like the MVS signing, though, is because he offers more what they could do. Big physical receiver, vertical threat on the outside. He offers something that that's Miko Harmon has been used mostly as a short intermediate passing behind the line of scrimmage yards after the catch kind of guy. And the great news is because Tyreek is gone, there's going to be more opportunities just in those kind of attempts alone. But now they don't need to put him on the outside and force press coverage. They have MVS now. MVS can take those vertical throws that Tyreek killed. Now Tyreek's only about 15% of his targets were in the vertical passing game. So there's going to have to be more that Marquez Valdez-Scantling does because Tyreek did everything, right? Behind the line of scrimmage, all the way vertical. The guy was an elite receiver across the board. But I like the fit. I do think that this offers them a bigger receiver. Juju is a nice possession receiver in the slot. Now the question comes, Tyreek Hill is vacating a, over 150 targets. Where, who, is anybody on this roster capable? Obviously, Juju did it two times in his NFL career. He's been over 120 targets. He had one monster season his second year in the league. So he does offer that volume monster. He's the only one that's been clear over 100 targets in his career. Miko Harmon has not done it, and neither has MVS. So the question comes down to, I think that what they're going to do is replace Tyreek Hill in a committee with these guys. They need a volume receiver. They have Juju. If they need a guy behind the line of scrimmage, yards after the catch, explosive plays in that aspect, they have Miko Harmon. And in the vertical passing game, they have MVS. So I do think this is going to be kind of like a committee to replace Tyreek Hill. And don't forget Travis Kelsey, by the way. I think this really helps. Uh, maybe Travis Kelsey throws back the clock a little bit and reemerges as a tight end one in fantasy just because he's going to be more relied upon as the trusted guy. Now, on the flip side of all this, let's talk about uh, the Packers. The Packers now don't have MVS. They don't have Devontae Adams. Not saying they can't make a trade. Seahawks, some rumblings there trading for one of the Lockets or Metcalfs. But let's say that doesn't happen. This is big news for Alan Lazard. I mean, listen, this guy is going to have every opportunity to seize a sizable workload, even if they do bring in one receiver, um, even if it's a rookie. The rookie's not a guarantee. Lazard could be a great sleeper in fantasy football now that Marquez Valdez-Scantling is also gone from the situation. All right, before we dive into the latest AFC free agency news, that – Breaking news was brought to you by our partner, Carafactor. And we're going to be back right after this commercial break for one of our sponsors, Carafactor. We'll be back right after this. Hey, TTK Potters and Fantasy Focus community. Are you looking for options for hair loss? There are many options out there for treating it. However, most products treat the cause, such as DHT, and don't do much to support the growth of new and stronger hair. It's like removing harmful weeds from your lawn, but not doing much to fertilize the grass. That's why the Fantasy Focus and TCK team has partnered with Carafactor. Carafactor saw this problem and focused their research on finding just the right combination of biosynthetic growth factors and an innovative delivery system to promote fuller, stronger looking hair. So whether you're a listener who suffers from various forms of alopecia or even stress-related hair loss, the Carafactor treatment is the perfect scalp-friendly solution that can help and influence stronger and healthy hair throughout all stages of the hair life cycle. And now, exclusively for TCK listeners, use the promo code TCK at checkout to get 15% off all products at shop.mycarafactor.com. That's shop.mykerafactor.com. Carafactor, skincare for hair. 
All right, folks, if, if keeping up with the news is making your hair fall out, good news is we got Care Factor to help you with that and myself because I'm here to break down some of these recent transactions for you. Let's start at the top, the biggest one. This is now a show breaking down which players either signed, got traded to, to AFC teams. The first one we're going to talk about today is Matt Ryan getting traded to the Colts. Now, listen, Carson Wentz, for what it's worth, if you look at his raw numbers, I know this guy made some boneheaded plays, um, and Matt Ryan is going to give you more stability. But if you look at the actual raw numbers side by side, you know they, they're not that much different. Now, let's just remember that Matt Ryan didn't have Russell Gage the entire season. Russell Gage missed a few games. He played with a rookie tight end, as great as Kyle Pitts might be. There's a lot of things playing against him, especially after he lost Calvin Ridley. But when I was looking at just quickly the numbers, where Matt Ryan is going to excel, Matt, Matt Ryan put up elite numbers when he was kept clean. And there's not a lot of offenses of offensive lines better than the Indianapolis Colts. So, yeah, you know, the numbers are actually comparable in the percentage of snaps that he was kept clean. But the numbers did go up about 3 to 4%. And also that's for, for how many dropbacks they have. You know, we're talking 30-plus more dropbacks that this guy's going to be kept clean. He was one of the better throwers in the NFL. So behind this offensive line is going to be great news for an accurate veteran quarterback like Matt Ryan. But he's also much better than Carson Wentz in the intermediate passing game. He averaged two more yards per attempt and 8% higher completion percentage in the intermediate passing game. Now deep, Carson Wentz was very good last year, very accurate. He was right on par with Matt Ryan. Uh, it's that intermediate game where Matt Ryan takes this offense to another level. Now, for Michael Pittman, I know this is what I was thinking too, right? Who's impacted by that the most? Michael Pittman and Mo Ali Cox. Listen, those guys are going to be huge factors in the intermediate passing game. Now, for Michael Pittman, his numbers weren't bad in the intermediate passing game with Wentz. It seemed like Wentz and him had the connection. But, you know, the good news is 25% of his targets last year came from that intermediate passing game. So, that's good news for him. That's going to help boost up his fantasy value a little bit with Matt Ryan. I do like that. I'm actually just trying to cheat right now and bring up Mo Ali Cox because I am very interested in Mo Ali Cox. Um, you know, he had one third of his targets last year in that intermediate passing game. So I, I do like it for both those guys. And we've seen Matt Ryan for years, Austin Hooper, Tony, Tony Gonzalez uh, connect well with his tight ends. And I think this offense Moli Cox, no Jack Doyle. Look out, folks. He could be a nice sleeper for fantasy football. Jumping down to my next guy, it's Joby, Joe, Kobe Brissett. Now, <clears throat> this isn't really notable, but think about this. If Deshaun Watson does get suspended, let's say four, six, eight games because of everything that happened, you know, what, what does that mean for Amari Cooper, David Njoku? That's why this is important because we might be, when you're evaluating Amari Cooper and you're evaluating a guy like David Njoku, and lesser extent, the ground game like Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. You know, we might have four to eight games without Deshaun Watson. The good news is Jacoby Brissett is a serviceable backup. He, we've seen a whole season with him playing in this offense. He's able to support at least one or two pass catchers. It's not going to be a complete dud. So I think this is notable in the sense that when you're evaluating, you know, if, if we hear news that there's four to eight uh, week, you know, just, uh, suspension for Deshaun Watson – and we start seeing that ADP crash for guys like Njoku and Amari Cooper. Let's just remember that Jacoby Brissett is a serviceable guy. And I think you can keep those guys afloat long enough to take advantage of the upside in the second half of the season. On the flip side of that, 
Case Keenan was traded to the Bills. This is just a PSA announcement. I had a joke tongue-in-cheek. You know, look out, Josh Allen. You just lost your starting job. The good news is, once again, like I said, I like teams that invest in a nice, solid backup quarterback because what if something does happen to Josh Allen? You know, Case Keenum could put it together. He can win you football games, and I think he can keep guys like Stephon Diggs afloat when he's in the game. So that's good news from that aspect as well. Jumping over to the running back signings, and there isn't a lot of noble. Duke Johnson signed with the Buffalo Bills. Dontra Hilliard re-signs with the Titans. Uh, Amir Abdullah signed with the Raiders. Now, Amir Abdullah versus uh, – could Amir Abdullah take that James White role? Is it going to be Brandon Bolden? That is something you want to watch. Amir Abdul showed flashes last year uh, but playing briefly with the Panthers when CMC went down playing that pass game role. So, listen, we've seen Josh McDaniels have that 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 factor in his in offense, so this could be something. John, John Hilliard, there's no Foreman. So what if Henry gets hurt again? Hilliard was a fantasy asset. Now you don't have Foreman because he's in Carolina. Notable backup, to say the least. And then Duke Johnson, good for him, kind of re- resurrected his career Uh, Last year in Miami, those last five weeks, he was one of the better fantasy backs in football uh, during that stretch. Gets a shot with the Bills, probably taking over that Matt Breda role. I don't think he takes Devin Singletary's job, but it does give them some nice competition in that backfield. Let's talk about Tyreek Hill. Now, I got Ryan's – this yesterday we talked a little bit about this yesterday. Tyreek Hill going down to uh, Miami with Jalen Waddell. Now – Parker might be on the move. It sounds like Parker might be on the move, and I love that because I don't want overcrowding, right? Because this offense with Tyreek Hill, Waddle, and Parker with Tua pulling the trigger in a 49ers-type style offense, there's not going to be a lot of uh, volume in that offense. So, you know, Tyreek Hill, I, I, I know a lot of people say, you know, this guy was really good with Alex Smith. You know, he had his moments with Matt Moore. This is all valid. So I looked at that. With Matt Moore, in two games in 2019, six for 76, six for 140 and one. So that's with Matt Moore. Alex Smith, he finishes the wide receiver eight in 2017, 13.6 points per game in half point PPR. That would have been the wide receiver 11 last year. Um, you know, the one thing I'm going to say is that, yes, Tyree Kill is a target hog, but outside of Kelsey and Hill last year in Kansas City, no other player had 65 targets. None. The Dolphins had three players hit that mark last year. Okay? And now you're adding in Tyreek Hill. So that's why the Parker situation to me is something I'm going to monitor because I think Tua could pull the trigger and do well, but there's not going to be enough to go around. So I do think that he's more of a wide receiver 11, like that Alex Smith season. Because, yeah, he might have been wide receiver 8 in 2017, but because the volume's going up and everything's going huge in fantasy, he would have been the wide receiver 11. I think that's where I kind of view him this year. Um, but I'm interested to see where his ADP falls overall. Another Chiefs receiver on the move, of course, is Demarcus Robinson going to the Raiders. Now, I talked about, I'm not going to, I already talked about this in the beginning of the show because the MVS signing, but this is just a lot of targets. Yesterday's show, I talked about, I believe it's 100, uh, 260 combined targets between Pringle, Demarcus Robinson, and Tyreek Hill are leaving the Chiefs. So there's a lot of opportunities for Hardman, Kelsey, Juju, and also MVS to take. So I'm excited from that standpoint. But Robinson has a shot. I don't think it's going to be fantasy relevant at all. But it's he's going to he's going to give Brian Edwards um, someone to push him for the number three job. Okay, just got Adams. 
You got uh, Renfro in the slot. I don't think this, there's enough upside with Derek Carr necessarily to support a third receiver with Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs. But I think this is good news for Brian Edwards in the sense that it's going to push him for that third receiver job, and it gives depth to the to the Raiders uh, for Derek Carr. Another interesting one, Jamison Crowder signing with the Bills. And just because we have to, here's my t- two cents. What's the comparison between him and Coles Beasley? So here we go. Since 2016, because Crowder's rookie season was 2015, so I wanted to give him a break. So 2016 and beyond, I think six years of data is enough, right? Crowder's yards per route run, 1.57 over that span. Beasley's, 1.57. <laughs> so they're identical in yards per route run when they're on the field and how many yards they produce per route. Yards per target, though, Crowder's a little better. Eight yards per target in his career versus 7.7. For Cole Beasley. Now, Beasley's 2019 and 20, the biggest thing was he had 11.6 yards per reception his first two years with the Bills. Last year, that drops to 8.7. So that's why we kind of saw that drop off with Beasley. He is a year older. He is in his 30s. Now, the biggest key with Crowder, he's still in his 20s. So that's going to be 28. um, Crowder's career yards per reception is 11.2. So remember, Beasley was a fantastic fantasy asset. Uh, because of it, how many yards he produced per reception uh, versus 2021 when he dropped by nearly you know three yards. So I think Crowder has an opportunity to produce at some level at that 2019-2020 range for Beasley because of his career yards per route run, because he's a little bit better at producing yards per target, as we have seen from this example. So I do think that Jameson Crowder could be viewed more as on the 2020-2019 side of Beasley than what he was last year, and especially PPR formats. And plus, Beasley's vacating over 110 targets. Something to look out for. Let's jump down to Bobby Trees, Robert Woods. All right, Robert, uh, a Robert to a Robert. My name's Robert Lamarco as well, so Robert to Robert. Robert Woods gets traded to the Titans. Now, this is going to be his age 30 season. If you remember our show from last year, we broke this down. Um you know, age analysis, most players still perform about 92%. Once they hit age 30 from their peak years in the, you know, 20 range, in their late 20s, right? So Robert Woods isn't done. We're not saying he's done, but he goes to a Tennessee Titans team that's coming off a very big-time disaster year. They lost A.J. Brown. They lost Derrick Henry. Julio Jones couldn't stay on the field. What is Tannehill going to do when all his best players are not on the field? Well, he's going he's gonna to stick, and that's what he did. The good news is Robert Woods got injured early enough to where he should be ready by mini camps and training camps. That's what they're saying for Robert Woods. Now, I think when you look at Robert Woods, I think you could compare him to 2020 Corey Davis. If you look at their numbers in 2020, they're very similar. Uh, You know, yards per reception, yards per target, yards per route run. You know, Corey Davis played an amazing season that year, but we've seen Woods be with a much higher ceiling because he got more volume. But Corey Davis, that 2020 season, he was so efficient. He was one of the top five to seven most efficient receivers that season. So it's going to be hard to replicate that level of upside in that efficiency on low volume. Not saying he could do it, but Woods definitely has shown in the past that he has comparable yards per route run, yards per target, advanced metrics. So that season, Corey Davis finished in 2000 as the wide receiver 29 in points per game. I think that's a very reasonable outcome for Robert Woods, just based on their metrics. Currently ADP, wide receiver 40. So 
there is value to be had with Robert Woods. Wide receiver 40 is probably going to get you in that eighth round range, ninth round range. So I think Robert Woods is a buy at his current ADP, but we'll have to continue to monitor that because I think he does offer just high wide receiver three upside, maybe low end wide receiver two, because coming off the injury, low volume pass offense, AJ Brown in there as well. Um, plus Austin Hooper, for what it's worth, is more of a notable tight end than what they had last year. So we'll see. All right, before we dive into the tight ends and offensive line signings, we're going to take another quick commercial break, folks, for one of our newest sponsors, Athletic Greens. We'll be back right after this. Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits in a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial flavoring. Claim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop of water every day. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D with five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food or Drug Administration. These products are not intended to be diagnosed, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. All right, folks, let's talk a little bit about tight ends here. Gerald Everett signs with the Chargers. Now, so he takes over for Jared Cook. And, you know, poor one out for the Donald Parham truthers. This is going to be tough for them to justify that this is the second offseason in a row that the Chargers went out and got a veteran. Now, the key to know about uh, Gerald Everett, he's age 28 and they're heading into this season. And then last year, Jerry Cook was age 34. Um, now, Everett has never really been asked because he's come from the Rams scheme, because he went right to Shane Waldron, who was the Rams guy, never really asked to be a vertical seam threat. Uh, ironically enough, he has a very low A dot. And when you're looking at uh, intermediate short targets. You're, the difference between Jared Cook, Jared Cook was used to stretch the field, a vertical seam threat. His average depth of target, 8.9 versus Everett, which is 5.5 on intermediate throws. So you're going to see Everett more opportunities to get down the field in this offense. Now, just Justin Herbert and the Chargers are one of those very few offenses that are going to sling it 700 times in a year now. 17-game season, of course. So they have crazy volume to support Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. And then we'll see. We'll see where these guys go. Everett versus Josh, Josh Palmer versus Jalen Guyton. However, this is a name to monitor because, number one, the offense that's run by uh, Joe Lombardi has used tight ends all the time, dating back to Jimmy Graham, yada, yada. I could talk all day about it. Uh, but even Eric Ebron, they dropped in Detroit. We'll, but my point is there's opportunity here for a younger, more explosive tight end to take over for an aging Jared Cook. So I do think Jared, Gerald Everett is someone that we should watch 
uh, for in, in, in offseason news and notes to see how he's connected with Justin Herbert. Offensive line news. Why you're here, folks. Teron Armstead signs with the Dolphins, and it doesn't stop there. The Miami Dolphins last year, by the way, PFF's number 32 offensive line heading into the offseason. Terrible. But he joins Connor Williams as they have two formidable left side of that offensive line. Could arguably be one of the top three to four sides of the offensive line in the NFL with Armstead now with Connor Williams coming over from the Dallas Cowboys. This is just meaning more for Tua. And I think this part starts putting Tua more in that two QB, two QB conversation, um, you know, with Tyree Kill, with Waddle, with maybe Parker, Jaziki, and with Moster and um, Edward Edmonds. We'll see how efficient this guy can get. But man, talk about what they've invested in Tua. Um, worst case scenario, though, for this Dolphins team is they do have Teddy Bridgewater as their backup. So if Tua is not performing well, Teddy Bridgewater is a nice watermark. And we have seen, you know, Teddy, you know, Teddy's, if you're investing a top 15 wide receiver pick on a Teddy Bridgewater wide receiver, that has not worked. But if you're looking for a nice wide receiver three, Teddy's got you, got you covered. Like high end wide receiver three, low end wide receiver two. So I know Waddle is going a lot higher in Hill, so I am a little concerned from that sense. But overall, this offensive line is going to be a lot more improved, and we'll talk a lot more about offensive lines later this offseason. That brings me to my final signing. It's Leo Collins to the Bengals. And this is more of a PSA announcement. Wheels up on the Bengals. I mean, Joe Mixon, I just feel that Joe Mixon now has legit top three upside in the sense of now crossing that 20 points per game threshold. So that's elite company. Like Austin Eckler did not get there. Austin Eckler averaged 19.4 points per game and half point PPR. This is like Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara 2020, CMC type levels. Jonathan Taylor was. I think Joe Mixon now can take his spot because he's a volume back. Not a lot of guys get 20 carries a game. Joe Mixon does. Now this offensive line, which was going, uh, which ended the year at 20. It started the year at 25, ended the year in PFF grade 20th. Now has signed Lionel Collins, Ted Karras, Alex Kappa to go along with Jonah Williams. They literally only have one spot, which is Jackson Carmen. They're trying to put their second rounder in there. This offensive line across the board could flirt with top 10 value. Joe Mixon has never had that. This guy has averaged between averaged 4.1 yards per carry in his career. This offensive line can now push him to the high fours, and now his ceiling explodes. So I might have to hold my – I've never been a major Joe Mixon guy, but I started feeling him a little bit last year, and now I might be all in on, like, top five Joe Mixon stuff. So look out. Joe Burrow, all these guys across the board, we're excited. I don't even know if we brought up Hayden Hurst taking over that C.J. Uzama role, but we'll see how that all plans out. But listen, this offense, if they take the next step, we saw down the stretch they started throwing a lot more. Boyd, Higgins, and Chase were all top 20 receivers – over the last five weeks of the season. So this offense could be absolutely just monumentally huge. Joe Burrow, top three quarterback. I love what they've done with this offensive line. But that will do it, folks. Those are your week two, the latest, the greatest week two of NFL free agency, the AFC version. If you guys want to make sure you rate, review, follow us across the board. Once again, check us out on the podcast side at the Candlestick Kids. But make sure you subscribe here. You'll get all the data you need all the fantasy news. If you want to get more up-to-date stuff, quicker stuff, go to my TikTok at Fantasy Football X Factor. I'm doing videos every day on the latest news and notes. Once again, all our episodes are brought to you by AG and a part of the Believe Podcast Network. Once again, I'm your host, Bobby Lamarco. Thanks for joining me again, guys. We are 
out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.